Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sweet tarts dared to combine sweet and tart. But we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new sweet tarts, gummies, fruity splits. A uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart, but entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet tarts. Dare to combine. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, your podcast host, and this is episode 220. This week, I catch up with Deputy Food Ed Adam to talk about butter an everyday ingredient that can transform your cooking into something both luxurious and comforting. We talk about how you can make your own butter at home. Adam tells us the difference between clarified butter and ghee, and we discuss some of the great recipes in this month's issue, where butter is the star ingredient. Hi Adam, nice to see you. And you? How are you? Busy? Yeah, busy, really well though. How about yourself? <laughs> On the other end of the Zoom call. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, trucking along, um, looking forward to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I had actually had turkey for dinner last night, so that's a sign that things are, for us, anyway, in the magazine world, are really ramping up. Peak Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking about October, um, specifically um, our October issue is all about comfort food and... Um, I think one thing we both agree on is how important butter is in our daily lives, day to day, whether it's like slathering it on a big piece of toast, mm. stuffing it under a breast of a chicken before it roasted, yeah. or just adding some to a sauce at the end to get that lovely, silky, luxurious finish. And mm-hmm. you've written a feature all about butter in the October issue, um, where you go through various things, how to make it, different guises it appears in. Um, how you can use it in cooking. So I thought we'd get together mm-hmm. today and just talk through that. Um, so let's start with the basics. What exactly is butter? Well, butter basically starts its life as milk, um, which then after, well, before they used to in the olden days, they'd put it into a big vat and then the cream would separate to the top and then you'd take that cream mm. um, and then agitate it basically. So basically you separate the fat solids from the liquid yeah. um, in a big well churn you can do it at home you can do it in many different ways um, and then those like separated fats is butter yeah and um you said like you can do it at home how how would you um how would you make that at home 
really just get um, any double cream and then put it into um, a bowl with a whisk or a food processor or you can put it in a jar with you know, with nothing really just put the lid on and then basically you just need to agitate it so either basically some people at home might have already made almost made butter by over whipping double cream for like a pavlova oh, or something okay. anyway mm-hmm. so like basically you just you just keep whisking or keep shaking or keep churning it in a food processor and if you've ever over whipped cream you'll see that it kind of gets a little bit grainy yeah and that's because the fat globules all start to um, stick together as they're agitated. They all sort of clump and they clump and clump and clump and clump and clump until eventually they split into two. And then you have butter and uh, buttermilk, which is the liquid that splits out. Yeah. But really, it's just a case of if you're whisking it, shaking it, food processing it, it's just keep going until it basically you'll, you'll see it becomes like a mass of, of fatty butter and the liquid split out. Did you ever get that at school where they gave you... <laughs> Maybe it was just my school I'll give you a jar with some milk and just got you to stand there and shake it for. <laughs> I think I think like at some point we probably did. Yeah, yeah, was, a good I forty-five remember, minute. I'm sure it wasn't cream. I'm absolutely sure it was milk. It was like uh, milk, as in old. It shows my gold how old top. I am. It wasn't even gold top then. Basically, in, in dem olden days, used yeah. to get like a bottle of milk and mm-hmm. the, used to call it like the cream of the milk because it mm-hmm. wasn't homogenized. So if you if you let it sit on your doorstep, by the time you picked it up, the cream had got to the top and you could kind yeah. of pour that off. So what they do was they give you like a jar, give you the top of the milk, <laughs> stand you there and go shake this until you make butter. And then you get this like, I don't know, you probably get like, two teaspoons of butter at the end of it yeah. but yeah, essentially yeah. the same thing oh um, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and it's and, funny if my dad if if you if you ever drank the top of the milk yeah. before he had a cereal <laughs> jesus there'd be uh, hell to pay trouble. when he came down in the morning yeah. yeah yeah and it is it is such a fascinating process like i was lucky enough to go to um on a on a trip to cork um and one of the things we were looking at was was butter and we went to this farm called Glenillan in County Cork and actually saw butter being made. And it's just exactly as you said, but on a bigger scale. So they had Mm. these huge kind of vats and, you know, they'd agitate it. And then you would sort of, you'd watch the cream whipping and whipping and whipping and going through that beautiful stage of like pillowy. And then Mm. it would go a bit grainy. And then suddenly you'd hear this noise, which sort of sounds like, like, and and it it just means that like you've reached a critical point where the, the uh, the buttermilk is separated from the butter fat, mm. um, and it's just incredible to watch and and to think that actually a lot of these processes are just scaled up, but mm. but what you're doing is essentially the same. Yeah, absolutely. And t- talk us through the next stage. And so once you've separated buttermilk and cream, um, sorry, buttermilk from the butter. Butter. There's yeah. a couple of things you have to do then, don't you, just to make it yeah. butter. So really, um, you need to wash it a little bit. Because the more of that, that buttermilk you can you can rinse out of it, the better keeping pro- properties yeah. it has. The longer it will keep, because those are the things that um, will spoil the butter yeah. um, much quicker. So you need to uh, give it a good rinse, and or maybe squeeze it in muslin. Yeah. Um, and then, depending on what, you can add salt yeah. to make it, which obviously also helps keeping properties, but also just makes it delicious. Yeah. Um, which is usually weigh the mass of the butter that you have, and then it's usually what one or two percent salt. Yeah. You add to it. We, we actually we learned something as well in Ireland, which is that they um they if you go to Ireland and try and find unsalted butter, it's quite hard because they love. Mm. I mean, you've got Irish family, don't you? They do. love salt on their butter and they love it like properly salted. And they were saying um, 
Glen Ellen form said that they released an unsalted butter and nobody bought it. No one bought it. They just didn't want it. They were like, where's the salt in this butter? Yeah. I can't, I, I, to be honest, there, there are certain things yeah, it's good for. Bacon, obviously. If you're making like a very delicate cake, you probably wouldn't want the salt in there. Yeah. Um, but, but for everything else. <laughs> but for on toast or, you know, um, that's pretty much. I, I've, I, I know people that will spread butter salted butter on toast and then sprinkle salt on top of that as well which probably isn't good for any of the doctors crunchy sea salt sounds good yep Um, delicious and the buttermilk as well one thing i thought was interesting about what you wrote was i thought buttermilk was just a byproduct of making butter but it's not is it you it's now kind of made aside from that yeah, it's kind of, I don't know when about it kind of warped, but buttermilk traditionally is, as we've said, that's the liquid that splits out of um, when making butter. So it is like a real, it's like a thin liquid really, yeah, isn't it? It's not, but, it's um, not like what we what we buy in the shops, is it? Exactly. Whereas to like when you go and buy um, buttermilk for like a recipe, say, from a shop, it will often be um, like cream or milk that's been um, inoculated with like lactobacilli. So it's, it's almost a drinking yogurt, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure when the switch um, happened, but yeah, for some reason it's marketed as buttermilk. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of a slightly different. It's kind of yeah, it's more of a, a drinking yogurt as opposed yeah. to anything that's like a byproduct from butter making. But I guess if you uh, um, if you were making your butter at home and you had your byproduct buttermilk, you could still use that in recipes that call for it because it's got like yeah, similar absolutely. properties. Yeah, yeah. I think for most things where you would use. Um, Buttermilk, it's like the acid that's in it. It's that acid, slightly acidic. Yeah. Yeah. With the fat taken out of it. Um, I've also noticed that cultured yeah, butter... Yeah, so it's really, really good for baking. Yeah. I was going to say, I also noticed that cultured butter has become very trendy, like on menus and kind of chefs are talking about it. This is a... We're back to like fermentation there, aren't we, with cultured butter? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, basically, I mean, it's it's, it's similar to what we were just talking about. In, in It's... it's, it's you basically take the raw product, so the, the double cream, yeah. and inoculate that with um, friendly bacteria, and then uh, ferment that. Then make the butter from that, um, and it basically gives you like for the actual cream, it will give you like a slight acidity, a sourness, more um, nuanced flavour. Um, and then from the butter, it often ends up in like a, a slight cheesy flavour. Okay. It, it really um, it really develops the flavouring. It, it's 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 kind of turns it from just being buttery to like it, it does make it almost cheesy. Yeah, because butter um, on it, its own can be quite like it's a it's a like a, it's a benign kind of fat, isn't it? It hasn't got much flavour beyond the you know you add salt to it because salt gives it the flavour. But but mm-hmm. unsalted butter is 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 quite bland. So you, with mm-hmm. you're adding a kind of tang there. Yeah. With the fermentation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just the the the, the bacteria the bacteria, sorry, will feed on the sugar and then create that byproducts like yeah, like like uh, lactic and acetic acid, yeah. which will give you that sort of pleasing tang yeah. that um you get in like sourdough, wine, beer, all yeah, the nice not, fermented stuff. It's not like OTT, is it? It's it's actually really nice. It sort of just gives you another like level of flavour there, which I think mm. is really good. Um mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the ways we use it in cooking because I know, you know, you're, you're chefy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk um, about <laughs> Although if you see my lunches the past few days, you probably disagree. <laughs> Adam's been on a bean challenge. Um, <laughs> I opened a very big tin of beans and I've been working my way through it. So <laughs> I'm not snobby here about things. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I look forward to seeing uh, three ways with baked beans in future issue of Olive Coming magazine. soon. <laughs> 
clarified butter. Tell us mm. about that. What What is it? So clarified butter is basically, as it says on the tin, you are clarifying it, you're removing um, any uh, impurities. Mm-hmm. So even though you wash the butter and squeeze it and get as much of uh, the liquid and byproduct out of it as possible, there's still like a little bit that's left in. Um, so when you clarify it, you basically heat it up in the pan like, really gently and all the impurities um, basically float to the bottom because they're heavier than the, mm. the fat which will then float to the top and then um you just pour up pour off the, the clarified butter really easy to make at home um and one of the benefits that, that gives you is it, it it doesn't burn i don't know whether you've you ever cooked a steak and you like you know finish it off with a little yeah. butter it, it can it can brown really quickly really we'll talk about quickly, brown yeah. butter in a in a sec but <laughs> it basically it means that it's got a really high um smoke point yeah which means that you can basically not deep frying it, but almost. So yeah. when you go to places like um, Austria and you get a uh, schnitzel, it will be cooked in, like, it'll be browned in clarified butter. Nice. So that's uh, traditional. So as if it isn't already fatty and huge enough already, but they, they often will shallow fry it in clarified butter. So it's actually the milk the milk solids that you're, that you're getting kind of rid of and, exactly. and leaving you're, the you're pure butter. Pure fat, really, yeah. yeah. Nice, you love fat. We and, do. and you just mentioned brown butter um, again, mm-hmm. so trendy at the minute. Like brown butter cakes, I think are one of the big mm-hmm. big deals. And we'll talk about that later because I did a recipe for one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and brown butter is it, it's all over um, um, recipes and cooking, isn't it? Tell us about that. Well, yeah, that's really where you're purposely caramelising those um, milk solids that are in the butter. So, um, like when you um, browning a steak and you finish it off with some butter yeah. um, what it adds is when you caramelise those um, milk solids is it gives you like a really nice complex nutty um, umami rich um, flavour which is really really delicious mm-hmm. um, so yeah and what you're doing is sort of like you're, you're deliberately browning those milk solids to um, bring a caramelised flavour to the butter Yeah, and you can use brown butter um, as you said like a, as a dressing I think it's really it's really classic, isn't it, to have like brown butter with fish and like capers yeah. and stuff. So you might have seen yeah. that. And it's called um, uh, bernoisette. Bern which literally just means hazelnut butter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it in sounds French, good. It I, sounds I, good. I, I'm told. Yeah, it sounds a lot better than hazelnut butter. But um, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's just nutty, nutty butter. And no then, nuts involved, just, just nutty flavour. <laughs> so you can probably put nuts in it. To kind of give it even mm. more nutty flavour, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also talk about ghee, which again is clarified butter, but it's cooked slightly differently, I think. Yeah, in a way, it's almost a combination of brown and clarified butter. Yeah. So traditionally, it's buffalo butter they would use because that's like in India, that's where what what the the mammal that they'd have. To hand to, to make butter from yeah. um, and then you put it in a pan and you actually um, you heat it very slowly but you you mm. still allow the, the the milk solids on the bottom of the pan to caramelize oh. and through that you get a really really clarified butter because all the moisture all the impurities are driven out for it so the keeping properties um, particularly in India is really great because it keeps for a long time yeah. um, obviously with high temperatures and things like that um, but it also gives you a really uh, deep rich um, flavor to the clarified butter because the caramelization you, you don't have any of the sort of little specks and brown bits like you would in brown butter but you get the sort of all the all the good flavor yeah. from from the caramelization and then with the fact that it's usually buffalo butter as well gives you like a whole um new flavor combination whole it's really delicious thing. but you can i mean you can make i think um 
you chatted to Mon- Monica Gawadan, our, our yeah. Indian columnist, about that, didn't you? And um, she's, I think she's got a recipe online, and we, we, mm-hmm. we, um, I think we've actually got one online too. We um, do. And it is just a case of like low and slow with that, isn't it? Where's with clarified butter, you can actually do it quite quickly, where you can just melt the butter and pour the top off. Um, yeah. With ghee, it's kind of cooking it and cooking it until you get that really lovely sort of golden rich flavor coming all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, um, yeah, traditionally in India, it's like, but I think they use it to light candles and stuff um, in festivities, Monica was telling me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even just like they just spoon it on top of rice and as well as like starting, as well as starting dishes with it as well. So yeah. it's like really versatile no, and delicious. Cool. Um, all right. Well, enough about you. Let's talk about me. Um, I've written okay. some. <laughs> <laughs> but I like talking about me. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, so in, in, the, in the October issue, I've actually written some um, some recipes which were inspired by butter as, as one of those ingredients that's so everyday, but you can take it to such an amazing level because of, you know, all of the things we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the brown butter thing, I, I, I did this brown butter pear cake because um, I'd eaten this cake where it wasn't the brown butter was in the cake but it was actually quite a kind of light spongy cake and mm-hmm. i read all of these recipes where you you know you can make brown butter um and it's liquid and you add it to the cake but you kind of miss out a bit of the the lightness because you don't get to then whisk the the butter with the sugar at the beginning which yeah, you know you cream it at the start which which gives you like <clears throat> it aerates the the, um, the sugar and it gives you kind of a lift in the cake so um so i found this technique which is a bit of a faff but it's not really where you basically you make your brown butter then you let it cool and as it's cool you just keep agitating it so you're you're mm-hmm. mixing the two things back together the the milk solids and the the um <clears throat> the clarified butter and then you just keep mixing it, mixing it until it's um, cool enough to whip. And then you can whip it into the sugar and just do the um, the, um, the recipes normal. And, mm-hmm. and the beauty of doing that is that you get you get the sort of classic cake mix, but you also get the brown butter flavor all the way through the cake. And it's quite subtle, you know, like it's not going to, it's not like madly, but, but it sort of adds that little extra, um, so like you say just a little extra level of flavor little sort of difference delicious that was a really good one um and there's mm-hmm. a beautiful pick of it in the october issue it's stunning isn't it? and then the other one is you mentioned a schnitzel i love a schnitzel i was thinking about um <clears throat> i was actually thinking about doing a kiev and then because i'm lazy i was like oh god does anybody can anybody be bothered to like <laughs> you buy them in a pack if you're gonna have chicken kiev you just buy I mean, them no right? you know i i once in a while i'm sure i would attempt to kiev but i was like but what what's really good about kiev it's like the crunchiness and then it's the lovely butter so i basically yeah. did um a pork schnitzel bashed out um breadcrumbed fried in butter and then um and then i made a, a, a caper and sage butter and i think that's one of the things that mm. butter really really benefits from is taking on flavor because mm. it kind of attaches itself to the milk solids, doesn't it? And it, it, it because it's fat, and fat's really good at sort of transferring those flavors to your palate as well. Um, yeah. 
So that's basically a pork schnitzel with, with a lovely zingy caper and sage butter and you crisp up the sage leaves and the butter. And then I just thought I'd stick a fried egg on top. Because <laughs> why? why not? Because I had a schnitzel in this really nice restaurant called um, Bellinger and they put a fried egg on top and I was like, why do all schnitzels not come with fried eggs? This is genius. Absolutely. <laughs> and that bit of with extra With the butter richness. sauce, the yolk yeah. and yeah. the crispy, crispy pork. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you. And talking of flavour, just to finish, you did you did a few in the lowdown, didn't you? You did you did some flavoured butter recipes mm-hmm. in there because one yeah. of the nice things about it, and as you said, it keeps um, really well mm-hmm. at least for a few weeks in the fridge or in the freezer. Is you can kind of do some really easy mash ins, and then you yeah. can have those butters in your freezer wrapped up in um, baking paper, ready to be sliced, and you know put on top of your steak or toss through pasta what kind of yeah. flavors would you be adding to it well like we the garlic butter doesn't ever go wrong does no, it so never, i did like never. a did like a yeah <laughs> like just soft butter some cloves of garlic some parsley pinch of salt mash it and then um you know any beeswax paper and your baking paper and um, just roll it into a sausage yeah. and then pop it in the freezer to be honest because yeah. um if you don't if you're not going to use it all the time then it will, will keep better in the freezer and pretty much you can just cut it, you know, cut off little centimetre pieces as and when you want it put it on top of a bit yeah. of a fish, put it in the oven, under the grill, etc. cetera. Um, I did a harissa butter because that Lovely. sort of piquant, spicy kind of sour vibe with the butteriness, delicious. Yeah. Um, I did a maple chilli and pecan butter just for a bit of, bit of difference. <laughs> Sweet, nutty, spicy. That's nice, um, yeah, but, but you could, you could have that on pancakes and bacon, couldn't you? That'd be lush. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, and then a horseradish and pepper butter for the spicy people, well, for the, for the Ooh, peppery nice. people. And that'd be just good for, for like I steak think, as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or like a pork like, chop or something. Yeah, I'd um, cook my pork chop or steak and then just put it on to rest and melt as it, as it like mingled with all the juices. Yeah. Where do you stand on... Um, become obsessed with the idea of getting a butter dish because my mom and grandma used to have but they never had the butter in the fridge because you can't spread it then and um it's such a good idea but then i'm worried that it's gonna actually it wouldn't last long enough to go rancid have you got a butter dish uh no i'm a big fan of a certain danish brand of butter that spreads from the fridge so yeah, that's, but that's my not, that's not pure butter that's got oil in it as well yeah i mean <laughs> the, the, the thing i should i think is i should have a butter dish because I, I know I've talked about bread a lot, but I eat a lot of bread. Yeah. And so I eat a lot of toast. You'd get through so, it. You would get through it yeah, so I, quickly. I would. My, my worry, um, in fact, my house is not like getting the violin out, but my house is actually quite cold. So I think it would actually <laughs> be fine. <laughs> it would be fine. Um, yeah, it would last you're not, in my you're, house. You're not allowed to turn the heating on? Uh, no. <laughs> to be fair it's actually surprising it's october and i'm not wearing a jumper i'd have one to hand but um our building's very cold yeah. it's like it's lovely in summer but it's so well these the listeners don't care i live in a cold house get yourself a nice butter dish well yeah you should <laughs> thank you so much for all that adam and if you want to um if anyone wants to explore further it's in our october issue of olive which is out on shelf right now um mm-hmm. but yeah go explore thanks a lot adam see you soon Cheers. see you later bye bye so that was the old magazine podcast if you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes you'll find us on all the main platforms and on our website olivemagazine.com where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice why not try a subscription to olive magazine and get the very best recipes delivered to help inspire your cooking to take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only five pounds 
go to buysubscriptions.com olpod720 that's o-l-p-o-d 720 terms and conditions apply stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to Thank you.